Quarantine, day nine. Hope you guys are doing well. We're going to be in Matthew 5 today. We're going to be in Matthew 5 for a, a little while. Um, I'd like to kind of rest here because some of us are finding a little bit more time to rest than we need, or at least we say we need. Um, but it's a good time to reflect, and the Beatitudes are so rich. So we're going to be there. Matthew 5, verse 1. Seeing the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you, and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. I want to kind of sit on the first couple verses, um, specifically verse 3 today. Um, Blessed are the poor in spirit. What are the poor in spirit? What are the poor in spirit? Now, I know we're in Matthew and Luke's gospel. It's also called the gospel to the poor, right? The gospel to the disenfranchised. And so poor, um, can does it mean, right, does it mean financial poor? Because that's how we would read it. But I think poor here, when you link it to the Old Testament, poor, even as early on as Ecclesiastes, is, is linked to this idea of meekness or being empty. And it's, it's actually a, a good thing to be poor in spirit. Um, even the Pharisees viewed this as something that was um, to be valued. Um, but what does poor in spirit mean? I, I love the, was in the expositor's Bible commentary this morning. This is what he said. He said, to be poor in spirit is not to lack courage, but to acknowledge spiritual bankruptcy. If we, if confesses, it confesses one's unworthiness before God and utter dependence on him. There has been some discussion about whether the Beatitudes are a sermon about the law or a sermon about grace. And to me, understanding the what the poor in spirit is, understanding how he opens it up, magnifies the gospel, magnifies the grace that is given. Think about it. Blessed are the poor in spirit. What does that mean? It means that we're spiritually bankrupt. We come to God with nothing, absolutely nothing. We can't offer him anything to make us right before him because we are dead in our sin. And Jesus knows this as he preaches to the crowd. And they are looking just like we are looking for hope and for right standing before God. And he says, blessed are the poor and spirit. Blessed are those that understand, right, that 
we come to God with nothing. Um, now, let's focus on the words before that. Blessed. What does it mean to be blessed? This is introduced over and over again in the Beatitudes, right? So it's clearly an important word if you keep saying it. And really, I think it, it means it's a, this idea of blessed is it serves as an invitation to come into the grace of God, right? God offers you this grace. So you will be blessed if you step into it and realize that you are poor in spirit. You are spiritually bankrupt. And so what is that? What follows? For the kingdom of heaven belongs to them. Now, this can be lost within the English, but belongs here is significant because in the Greek, it is in the present tense. So what that means is that you are, if you're poor in spirit, the kingdom of heaven belongs to you, but it's not this kingdom of heaven that you will receive when you die. The kingdom that I offer you is in the present. The relationship that I offer you is here. It is now. It is not far away. It stands before you. And he offers it to all people in the crowd. All the men, all the women, all the children, the religious leaders, the tax collectors, the carpenters, the fishermen, everyone in the crowd, right? He does not remove any of them. But he says, look, enter into my grace by realizing that you have nothing to offer me. And when you understand that, then I can give you the gift of everything, namely my kingdom. And it belongs to you, not in the future, but right now. I am yours. Jesus is yours. Jesus is yours. And he loves you and desires to be in relationship with you and desires to hold you, and desires for you to know him because he knows you fully. Cling to Jesus this day. Soak in his riches, richness. Sit down, read a little bit of the Gospels. Read about this wonderful man, God-man, who willingly, <laughs> willingly lowered himself to be a man, so that you could have a relationship with him and make you rich in spirit as he's in union with you. Love you guys. For those of you that got to come to the Bible study Tuesday night, it was great seeing you. Um, hope to see you all Thursday at our kind of lunch hangout time. Peace. <laughs>